We've all heard that you only get one chance to make a good first impression. Many entrepreneurs neglect their headshot as a means of projecting their professionalism and personality. On today's episode of the Marketing Essentials Podcast, we discuss the elements of making a great headshot. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. So today we turn the spotlight on Bill. Spotlights. I don't like spotlights. Uh, We're going to talk about why doing your own headshot is not always the best idea. Just don't do it. (laughs) Right. We actually were talking uh, before we started recording today about some of the headshots that we've seen on LinkedIn. And (laughs) don't even get me started. (laughs) It's it's a mixed bag. I mean, there are some really good ones. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I would say... There are even some professional ones that I don't think really represent the person very well. So like when I've connected with somebody on LinkedIn and it gives you that page of like other people mm-hmm. that you may know. Yeah. Um, I've seen some ones that were obviously taken by a professional, you mm-hmm. know, with a backdrop and everything, but it just, lo- they look unnatural. They look stiff and the and, person doesn't look to, like I know the person who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I think the... Uh, we'll get into this more during the podcast, but to me, uh, one of the big things behind being, a, uh, having a custom photography package done for your headshot is hopefully that photographer is going to get the essence of who you are. Yeah. Right. It, and not a one size not fits just, all Olin Mills. Yeah. We're not talking JC Penny or Olin Mills. Headshot or Touch. Factory. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. alienate. Everybody comes in, sits down in the same chair with the same yeah. background and the same smile and the photographer just takes them in. Yeah. yeah. Like, like our, uh, uh, yearbook photos from high school, right? Yeah. They were all pretty much the same. And there are companies that still do that. They want to have that traditional headshot for their website, for their directories and stuff like that. You know, I don't like it, but there are people that still do that. Yeah. but w- w- That's actually a good question. Now, if let's say you get hired to come in and do headshots for a small company and there's mm-hmm. like 25 people, how do you do it so that it just doesn't look cookie cutter? Well, sometimes they want cookie cutter. <laughs> that's, okay. that's the unfortunate part. All right. But let's say the client sat down with you and said, okay, how can we do this so it doesn't look cookie cutter? What would you tell them? It, you need more time first off. It's not a, you know, the cookie cutter way of doing things is the reason that a lot of companies do that is because it's fast. Mm-hmm. You know, their employee can come in and in 15 minutes have a headshot done in and out. Okay. When you're actually sitting down to do a good custom headshot, it could take half an hour to an hour. Now, if you've got 500 employees you're trying to photograph, mm. it, right. it, it may not be cost effective for them to do that. I've seen some people do it with props. So it's like everybody has the same background, but the employees were told to bring in props. So something that mattered to them, like whether they're coffee drinkers or sports people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could absolutely do that. It's a little kitschy, but yeah, you could, you could do it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I prefer myself to try to pull out the person's personality in the photo. And we'll talk a little bit and about that. And that's what takes time, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. The person so, comes in, they have to be comfortable. You chat yeah. with them a little bit. Typically, corporate headshots will not allow for that. Mm. So that's what I'm talking about as far as a cookie cutter. Okay. Typically, corporate headshots are going to be that co- cookie cutter you know, five, 10 minutes with each person and they come right. down, they sit down, they give you two or three poses, very stiff poses and same color backdrop for everybody. And Cause if you're in the office, you have limited places that you can really bring sure. them to get a different mm-hmm. background, a different lighting, a different. Correct. I, Correct. I think. So, so I think we, I think but we're, we, we're, what we're talking about today is an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let, uh, let's, small business let's define owner. what headshots are first off. Okay. okay. Because right, there's, sorry. there's a, well, no, no, no. I mean, I just, we're, we're, I want to make sure people have an understanding of what we're talking about today. All right. And before we get into that, I want to explain the types of headshots. Now we just talked about corporate headshots. Those are typically the cheesy cookie cutter. You know, everybody looks the same and everybody. They don't have to be. They don't have to be, but, but they typically, typically are. They are. Okay. Yeah. For, then you have the artistic ones, which are, which are more what we're talking about, where you're going to have time to get to put, bring the personality of the person out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be with props, but it can be. It could be with the, 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 uh, the style of clothing that's chosen, you know, a brighter color clothing versus, you know, dark drab type of clothing. Mm-hmm. So that all falls into, you know, the artistic expression of, of how the photography comes out. Then you have the actor's headshots, which those tend to be more expressive. So when you're dealing with a headshot for an actor, obviously they have to be able to show that they can play certain types of roles. So one may be a somber type of role. So you need to have a shot that looks more on like the a dramatic side, a dr- kind of yeah, thing. It's really all about the dramatics behind the, the, oh, the images. Okay. Hmm. We're not going to talk about those today other than just to mention that those are part of the process, you know, of headshots. So that's one type of headshot. <laughs> my, um, you just made me think of uh, my mom used to do uh, theater acting and she had to get a headshot done, you know, mm-hmm. for her. And it was it was nice. It was a black and white. Yeah. And just as a joke, she sent me an eight by 10 glossy with like the signature at the bottom. Oh, nice. It's like, you know, to my biggest fan, don't ever change. And yeah, yeah. So I actually have this at home, like in a frame. I do. Yeah. Nice. So people are like, Oh, who's the, who's the actress? I'm like, it's my mom. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is usually it'll have two or three different styles, especially if they do different types of acting. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is dramatic roles versus comedic roles versus, yeah, you know, those types. So that, just so you have an understanding of what type of headshots those are, those are a totally different ball game as far as uh, headshots are concerned. Those could take a couple of hours to put together mm-hmm. for somebody. Usually, multiple changes of clothing, you know, lighting, right. different lighting scenarios, all on nine yards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the exact wording for this, but I call it environmental photography or environmental headshots. And those are typically ones where you're using a relevant environment to the company. So in other words, if it, if you're a, a manufacturer, a manufacturing, you might have the manufacturing in the background, you know, nice. some, some of the machines in the background. Mm-hmm. If you're a doctor's office, you may have a receptionist desk behind you or have on your like lab, lab coat, whatever, things like that. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you yeah. want to be in an environment that conveys exactly whatever market you're representing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So that, that's where I, a lot of, a lot of the photography I do kind of fall somewhere in between the corporate and the. Uh, environmental headshots, mm-hmm. I, sort of somewhere in the between. Uh, so there are, uh, I have six notes here or six reasons that you want to look into a professional headshot. All right. Hit us. So I figure we go through a few of them. Okay. The very first one, and I think this is one of the most important ones is it conveys your professionalism. If you look professional, your clients are going to think you're professional. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's all about, uh, first impressions. Like we just talked about in the opening, right? Uh, you don't want 
<laughs> we were talking about this before the podcast. You really don't want a picture that you took at some party, mm-hmm. you know, at, right. to be a professional headshot. That's probably not going to give a good first impression. Or at least not the correct impression. No, no. Right? You maybe want to say you're a fun loving person. There's a person, there's a way to do that through a professional photograph that will look good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and won't look like you just came off a kegger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. You could just tell the quality of the photo too. Like I sure. think if you take your business seriously and you want people to take you seriously, then mm-hmm. something from a phone isn't going to come across as professional as a, a true headshot. Right. Yeah. So don't use a selfie. I would say, you know, this is unpopular, but I would say avoid using a cell phone, period. There's a difference. You can see the difference. I, mm-hmm. I can almost spot it immediately. Now, granted, some of the newer, the newer smartphones are getting better and better with their cameras. Yeah, like the latest iPhone has like it's, three cameras well, on the back that's of the, it? That's the Pro version, but yeah. The, they have two different versions. They have the regular consumer version, then they have the iPhone 11 Pro, I think it's called. Wow. Oh, probably gonna and it's got that. three cameras on it, and it is amazing. Yeah. I, I, it's on my wish list, but I don't see, my, <laughs> I don't see myself editing getting it that anytime goes soon. Into it too. That's the next So part. then yeah. the photographer mm-hmm. takes it and cleans it up yeah. maybe a little bit. You know, if your hair was maybe like mm-hmm. a little like looking like a dead squirrel on your on your shoulder or something. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that was a, a name of Justin. Just, no, I'm just thinking back to our yeah. video. He's yeah. like, how's my hair? No, it is but, true though. Just because you have a really cool camera. tool, yeah. like an iPhone 11, doesn't mean the lighting is right yep. or your hair is right. Angle. I mean, there's lots of other things to consider. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's all about the composition, the lighting. How many? Let me ask the question of the two of you. Do you guys know much about composition or lighting when it comes to a, a photo? No, just enough to be dangerous. Yeah. So, like, I know rule I know, of yeah. I know rule of thirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know a little bit about lighting, but if like, I were going to sit in front of like a wind, like a window, yeah, so don't stand in front lit. of a light source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I was, you know, going to do a new headshot. I'd hire a professional. Sure, sure, sure. And and that's the thing. Most people don't think about that. They think, well, my camera takes really good photos. Great. Yeah, but maybe you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just alienated the rest of our audience. You know? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to have a great tool, but you also have to have somebody behind that tool that knows what to well, do yeah, with it. I mean, I spend many, many, many hours a year in learning my craft and relearning yeah. my craft and learning the new stuff. And that's... I do that so that my clients don't have to do that. Yep. Because who has an extra five, six hours a week to, to train? Right. So the next thing is you say here is the headshot gives people an idea of your personality. Yes. Yes. And so how, this, does, how do you do that? Well, this is what people don't think about. If you, if you have a smile, when somebody smiles at you, what do you think? You smile back. Yeah. You smile back and, and it portrays that you can approach them. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you're in a room of networking, we go to a lot of networking events. Oh, yeah. And you come into somebody and they just have this scowl on their face. Are you going to go over and talk to them? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but if they've got a big smile on their face. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's has a certain gravitational pull. It's like, oh, that person's smiling. Yes. Yes. So that's one way to portray it. The other one is, okay, now if you don't have the smile uh, where you have a serious look, that tends to portray more of a determined look. So maybe lawyers, you know, you Smiling lawyer might be a little off-putting to some people. Well, yeah. I don't know. Depends. It depends on the lawyer and, uh, and the style. But Better than some of those billboards I've seen. True. True. Ugh. Very true. Rhode Island is so known for the attorney billboards. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh but I mean, think about it. Would you want a smiling mortician? <laughs> well, it would make you unique. <laughs> we talked about the UVPs earlier, but no, that's yeah, not. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. They're... 
there's going to be certain, it really has to, you have to tailor it to the business right. you're in much like a value proposition or a, um, a brand. You want to tailor it to your brand too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you, if you're trying to portray a, uh, fun loving, uh, you know, happy kind of brand. And then you have this face where you just no smile, no teeth, no nothing. Sitting with your hands folded, like hands folded against the wall. Very traditional <laughs> portrait sh- shot. People are going to go, doesn't match. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that, that, so, uh, that, so I, obviously we're, you want the expression to match your personality. Now yeah. this might be a little bit of an aside, but yeah. the, Headshot should probably be fairly recent. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like it shouldn't be 10 years old or 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's one of my big pet peeves. Because think about this. A lot of times people are going to see a version of you online. And what I mean by online, whether it be on social media mm-hmm. or on your website or LinkedIn or whatever it happens to be. And if they've, if you've got a picture that's 20 years old and then they have to meet up with you for a, a face-to-face meeting. <laughs> Your first thought is, oh my God, what happened to you? Are you okay? <laughs> yes, they even look like that. You know, I've met people where their, their headshot looks nothing like them. Yeah. I could walk right up to them in a, in a crowd and not even have a clue who they were based on the headshot. Right. Yeah. So yes, to answer your question, I tell people rule of thumb, no more than three years old. Okay. Three? Okay. Three. Yeah. Just, I mean, ideally once a year I would do it. Yeah. But... There are some people who just don't want to go through that process once a year. I recently came across some photos from just like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, some family shots. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't have any gray. Yeah. yeah. I did the same thing not too long ago. I was setting up a presentation and I found an old photo of me from like four or five years ago. I'm like, hey, I had a lot more red in my beard back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it really does. It, you change quite a bit. But we don't think about it because we get used to seeing our own face in the mirror every morning. Yeah, and we don't notice the subtle changes that happen over a year or two years. So yes, it's an an excellent uh, question. Is yeah, you should be doing it more often. It's sort of related to this, and so you have a female professional comes to you and says, "Okay, I want to have a headshot, but I'm a little concerned about how I look." Are there what? How do you advise them on making sure they look their best? Well, in that headshot. Hire a makeup professional. <laughs> that was actually going to be my answer. Yeah, actually. It's, and men right. can do it too yeah. because there are, you know, shine on your face mm-hmm. or a little bit of like color can mm-hmm. can really, really go a long way in photos. And like news anchors wear so much makeup, men and sure, women. Sure. Oh, yeah. Actors, and, so. and if I'm doing a large scale, I have the ability to bring in a makeup artist if they want one. Mm-hmm. Just to do little touch-ups. Yeah, yeah, stuff. little touch-ups. You okay. know, most, I say go for it. Yeah, I mean, it, so to answer your question, yeah, as far as for a woman that's really concerned about her appearance going in, mm-hmm. even some guys, like you said, Alicia, uh, a makeup artist, you, you could probably make an appointment the day of that you had to shoot with a makeup artist. Do you ever that. work with like style consultants? I personally haven't. Clothing and stuff. I like haven't that. yet, but I have some people that I know that I could get in contact with if if I got to that point. Uh, Here's a big one for women: take the like if your hands are going to be in the picture, take your like little elastics off your wrist. <laughs> yes. like, you don't want. I mean, I guess you could go back and Photoshop that out, but yeah, know. it's just more work like, on my end. Um, now, basically, my headshots come with a basic editing. So if it starts getting into, you know, I've had clients say, "Well, you know." I want to get rid of my double chin. <laughs> You're going to have to go to the gym for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there, is, there a, is there a limit to what you would do post for somebody? That, yeah, I mean, it's one thing. It's like, okay, the day I had my headshot done, I had a giant zit on my nose, you know, and I please remove that. But let's say they do ask you to remove the double chin. What do you say? 
if it's not super noticeable, I'll, I'll make minor adjustments. Uh, typically, uh, I, I would get uh, basic, very basic uh, touch-ups. Sorry, okay. yeah. I thought my phone went off, so it threw me off there. Yeah. So if like we'll there's like a out, piece but... of hair like hanging on their like you know above their forehead or something that's off, or like is that minor? Or? If there's a piece of hair, I'll remove it. Uh, that's a minor thing. Or if it's a you know a a zit, a zit or something like that. Spinach you know, uh, stuck in their teeth. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Obviously, you didn't prepare for this headshot. <laughs> so, so if it's something like that, yeah, I would, I, I would definitely clean that up. And like I said, even minor, like if I'm doing, a, getting rid of a little bit of a double chin, I can do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also ways we compose, and that and that goes back to the composition thing I was talking about before. By having you turn a certain way or lift your head a certain way, you can minimize it, it right. minimizes it. And a photographer will tell you to do that. Exactly. And like, here's the thing, though: you don't want to edit someone's face to the point where they're not the same person anymore. Exactly. Like, that's a big thing with like Instagram and Snapchat. There's all these filters now, mm-hmm. and you can have a filter that makes it look like you have bigger eyes, or you yeah. have. And there's yeah. this app called Facetune. I hate filters. You I can literally those. redo your face in Facetune. I hate. Those. Well, let me tell you straight out right now. First of all, I absolutely hate filters. Because they, it's sort of like a generic one size fits all kind yeah, of. It makes thing. everybody look like they came out of an anime film. Well, yeah, I mean, th- there's one person that I'm friends with, and I'm not going to pick up on them specifically by name, but on Facebook, that's constantly taking photos of themselves with that filter on, and they look like a pale ghost to me yeah. because there's no features. Because especially with the iPhones, they have that new feature now, the uh, portrait mode. Yeah, that actually softens all your features. Mm-hmm. It looks horrible. I'm sorry. No offense, but if you're using it, stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Quite frankly, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Just it is what it is. Uh, can I go back for one second to? Um, and I'm going to put this in the show notes. The first one. Uh, sorry, uh, number two. Mm-hmm. The 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 personality. We're talking about how it conveys the personality. Right. I've included uh, in my notes here, and I want to put them in the show notes. There was a video that came out probably two or three years ago that was put out by Canon. And I'm a Nikon guy, so if I'm saying Canon, you know that uh, it's a pretty good video. But it was a video where they had one guy go in. He was an actor. And they had, five, I forget whether it was five or six different photographers shoot this person's portrait. Mm-hmm. The, the, the key there was he went into each one of these portrait sessions telling them that he was a different type of person. And one, he said he was a billionaire. One of them, he said he was a... <laughs> One, he said he was a vet, I think. One of them said he was homeless. Oh, interesting. And cool. the interesting part about it was the photographer used that information information to, to take the shots, and every one of the shots looked different. Oh, wow. I mean, and I'm going to tell you, I'm talking vastly different. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So it's about a three-minute video. I'm going to include it in the show notes. You yeah, that'd be really cool to see. really want to get a yeah. chance to see it because that goes back to, again, what you tell your photographer about yourself is going to play into how that portrait's going to come out in the end. Sure. And I imagine that it also plays into the other end. When you have a good headshot that you can put up on LinkedIn or you mm-hmm. can put on your website, it helps you feel more confident. Absolutely. It helps you feel better as well. Absolutely. So I think we've hit the first five, four notes on mine. Let's just go back to them real quick. Conveys professionalism. Mm-hmm. Gives you a, a good idea of your personality to people that are just seeing the photo for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it uh Reminds people who you are. Right. So, so it's got to be accurate. It's got to be accurate. So again, <laughs> we're going to go right back to that. Um, actually, three and four are kind of very similar, but four is it gives people an idea of what you look like right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to that one. So the next one is, here's an interesting thing that um, 
I, I, I knew this, but I just, sometimes you forget these things. It, it, a good headshot can support or enhance the skills and the experience on a LinkedIn profile. Okay. What it does is, and people don't think about this and you might, you might understand a little bit about this, Justin, but, uh, line of sight. Yeah. So in other words, if I, if I've got your face that is pointing in towards information, your eyes automatically go towards that information. Right. If you so in other words, think about how LinkedIn is set up. Your LinkedIn profile is up on the usually left-hand corner, your photo. At a, left, on a desktop, yeah. It's usually on left-hand corner. If you're looking to the right, you're looking right off screen. Mm-hmm. So that naturally draws a person's eyes right off That's the a screen. good point. So wherever the wherever your eyes are looking in your headshot, that's going to draw their attention that way. to where you're looking. So typically for a LinkedIn headshot, you're going to want them looking to the left. Mm. So now you're following their eyes and it takes you right to their skills, their profiles. Oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. Same thing with... Um, Facebook is somewhat similar as far as if you go to the, their actual page, but that's something you need to take into account too is composition of a photo can be very tricky if you don't know what you're talking about right. or you know what you're dealing with. So, Would you say in a professional headshot, hmm. is it important to be looking at the camera or is it okay to be looking off a little bit into the distance? Usually I tell people to look like right above my camera. Uh-huh. Different people are going to say different things. It's really a, uh, a uh, preference. I would say you definitely don't want to be looking way away from the camera because that's distracting to the viewer. Like I mean, a we, side we, we profile. We, obviously, this is video. But there goes my headshot. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, no, actually, let me, let me back up because I've seen your headshot, the new one you're talking about, yeah. the one where you're you're kind of smiling. Yeah. That works. And the reason that works is because the personality part of it overrides the direction you're looking. Oh, okay. In, in my mind. Again, you... I mean, I happen to like it, but you just mentioned two things like I'm looking the wrong way and I'm not looking at the camera. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, it just happens to... Yeah. Those are, those are the psychology part of it. Okay. Huh. Something to consider at least. There's always, you know, it's the old saying, you know, follow the rules until it's time to break them. So yeah. Well, I, for a long time, I had a headshot where I was looking right into the camera and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then I had these new shots and I really just happened to like that one. And you're right. I like the personality of it. Mm-hmm. So I've used it and it's, you know, I think it's worked out okay, but it definitely breaks some of those rules that we were talking about. I think about. if it doesn't feel like you, you know, then you know, if it doesn't, like you're looking at your old ones and you're like, eh, it wasn't really like, I wasn't comfortable feeling. Or yeah. Something. I mean, it was fine because, you know. I looked okay and I was smiling, but it just, it didn't convey any personality. Now, were those taken with a smartphone or were those taken with a... The new ones? Yeah. Uh, no, it was a professional. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just didn't know. It's hard to tell sometimes by photos yeah, yeah. as to whether... So anyway. Okay. So um, where are we now? I lost my train of thought here. Uh, get me back on track here, Justin, will you? Well, we talked about, you know, how your LinkedIn profile is important and your Facebook business page profile so that having a good headshot can enhance those. And then we talked a little bit about it coming back on you and having a good headshot and how it can boost your confidence and make you feel mm-hmm. better, you know, more professional, more confident. So I think we, we covered everything uh, that you wanted to talk about today. I mean, we talked about some things not to do, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. About, you know, the selfies and using photos from the last time you were in Cancun. And, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're in a pinch and you don't have the funds to hire a photographer right now, you can get away with doing a cell phone type photo. Mm-hmm. 
I would suggest at the very least get somebody else to take the photo for you. Don't yeah. try to do it at arm's length because right. you're already throwing things off. Probably your best bet is to do it outside too because yep. then you Use don't have to lighting. deal yep. yeah, um, without the sun directly on your face. I yeah, guess. I mean, and think about it. Don't, don't just use some random photo. You Actually, the photo that is taken should be for the purpose of it being a headshot yeah. at the very least if you right. do it yourself. Put on like the outfit that you would go to a client meeting in, yes. I would say. Yes. You know, don't mm-hmm. show up in a hoodie Yeah, sure. if you're not going to wear a hoodie to work. <laughs> I mean, if you're a construction worker, maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, I use. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think I, I'm not even thinking about. It. I'm trying to think if I've ever done a construction worker's headshot. I've never seen a, a headshot for trades. I mean, uh, they're they're pretty rare. I they felt, should. They I, could I have some cool ones. One similar for a guy that was in front of one of his trucks. So maybe, yeah, I guess you could yeah. say it was. You but know. you're right, though. That would be. I think that would be cool to have. You know. Well, headshots I, for the trades. Now, it's a little little side note is in a case like the trades or uh, a business where you have a, a typical type of uniform, branded item might be a good idea to have on too. Yeah, like the one I'm thinking, yeah, like yeah. the one I'm thinking about right now is there's a contractor that I work with that has his logo on all of his sweatshirts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was in the photo. Yep. No, that's important. Yeah, you should have your branding in the photo. I think yeah. how you how you show up to work. If you have, you know, how you show up to a client's house or a customer's yeah. house or be the way a client goes. meeting is how your headshot should come across. Like don't overdress and don't underdress. underdress yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, and have champagne in the shot somewhere. I got to right? be honest with you. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> I found that liquor actually helps with Not for the shoots. photographer. Not for the photographer. No, not for the photographer, for the people Animals, who are being kids photographed. kids in liquor are things photographers probably don't want in their <laughs> typical. <laughs> well, I think there's a point of diminishing returns too. Mm-hmm. If you're... Uh, person you're photographing has had too many to drink, that could be just as bad well, as done yeah. enough. No, but I'm, I'm referencing the most yeah. recent stuff that Alicia did for the Spark Social. And there was like, in one of the shots, there was like a champagne flute, but it fits her brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my point is that... No, I agree. It was I agree. on brand, yeah. yeah it was absolutely on brand. on brand. I think the other thing, like, so we did one tip I would say about headshots. We made the mistake of we had an all-day shoot and we did the headshots at the end. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. We looked exhausted because it was like a three-hour session. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the end, we we're kind of just like, oh, yeah, the headshot part. Typic- typically, I, I try to avoid... Adding that in as part of a shoot, I try to make that something separate. separate because quite frankly, that's exactly what you're talking about is you start getting into the fatigue part, especially if you're doing branding photos and then headshots at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, it's just too much in one day, I think. Uh, so I, I would definitely suggest against that. But mm-hmm. sometimes you're, you're, you're at a time crunch and you have to get it whatever way you can. So, right. Yeah. So I think the takeaway from this episode is use a professional. Mm-hmm. If you want a good professional headshot, you have to do it yourself as a stopgap. There's some things to keep in mind, like yeah. lighting. Make sure you're dressing professionally. Yeah. yeah, Get somebody to help you with it. You know, someone to take the photo. Yeah. And make the shot. Again, I'll make it very clear. Make the shot specifically for a profile photo or a portrait. Right. Not, right. you know, I'm at a party and right. take the right. Oh, quick, take my photos. Should, so I can use it for a headshot. No. Right. It should be intentional. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I would say consider the background too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yep. a, busy, a busy background can distract from the person in mm-hmm. the image, especially if it doesn't fit. Well, thanks for walking us through that. It's oh, my pleasure. You know, some really things. Good tips yeah, yeah, good to tips. Think about before you just hop in front of the camera. Right. And it's a small thing, you know, a uh, headshot, but it can play a big role in how people perceive you, especially with first impressions. Yeah, especially if that's the only chance they're going to get to see you. Because if you have a crappy looking photo, they. Pardon my language, but they may say, see you, you know? Right. They may right. not even make that initial conference, con, con, 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Bill's out of words. So this is our opportunity say to say night, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Marketing Essentials Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there. 